Hello and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Today we will be discussing our favorite books. We know you've all been waiting for this one. It's going to be so much fun. We're your host, John. And Johnny. And we're just uh, going to get started here. Um, we've probably alluded to this quite a lot um, in, our, in our various episodes, um, but we always wanted to hold off because we wanted to do something like this. Uh, and yeah, so we chose our darlings. We didn't have to kill them, but we had to choose and rank them. <laughs> we had to demote uh, our darlings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or, or promote, depending on where they stood before. But Yes, that's right. Uh, and, and this will be uh, spoiler-free. Yes. So yeah. um, if something sounds interesting <clears throat> to you, feel free to go and read it. Um, but we're not going to cut you off at the knees. Yeah, other than maybe like a vague like a vague little hint about like oh like i don't like like something like harry potter's about a boy wizard that type of thing <laughs> right yeah spoiler alert there um okay yeah let's uh right. let's let's go ahead um we're gonna go 10 to 1 as is mandated by law and then we will alternate so uh, uh and we, sh- we should explain the different like what would how our lists are different yes so i will be um counting uh entire series as entries or or basically um these are my top 10 favorite stories i guess you could say um excluding short stories which don't wouldn't even make it anyway but i digress um and then johnny yeah, then mine are all individual books. Uh, maybe we'll do another episode where later on online where we flip and I'll do because I I do have a series list, but I haven't I haven't really updated it, and there's a couple books I want to read before updating it before like doing that episode because uh, that certain books I haven't read in some series might affect I think for sure will affect that pretty immediately. Um, but yeah, for now. Looks at John's doing series as an entry, and mine will be my list will be individual books. Cool. All right, number ten. I'm not going to do that every time. <laughs> number ten is Flowers for Algernon. Flowers for Algernon is a it's speculative fiction. In the sense that um, it is something that it, it's it's one step below science fiction in that it could conceivably happen um, almost now. So you have um, it's it's written from the perspective of a mentally challenged man named Charlie, um, and the syntax is reflective of that. So the author purposely writes as though from a perspective of someone who cannot write well. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's very technically sound in that regard, um, and he uh, gets a treatment that increases his intelligence not just to normal levels but to above normal levels, mm-hmm. um, and it basically talks about how he he handles that um, huge life change um, and just the philosophical implications of it. Um, Algernon is a mouse that uh, is basically gets the treatment before Charlie does. Um, so that's they, they mm-hmm. tested it on mice first, then they tested it on him. Um, extremely heartfelt book. Um, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I haven't read it, but and it's 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 pretty. The way, especially the way that the voices work with one another when he's um, smart and when he's not smart, um, it's it's raw mm-hmm. without being. It's not that it's doesn't have dark elements, but it's not uh, crude or, um, or 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 other like what you would expect when it's just like all holds barred oh this is not nice no frills uh, or just mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 just raw and i i really appreciate it for that 
and that's all I want to say about it <laughs> uh, in this introduction. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard it's powerful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So my number 10 uh, is... It's probably... I'll, I'll describe it oh, I'm first. Oh, so, I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. Oh. Um, that is by Daniel Keyes. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So dollars for now. I, I should put that on my list. My spreadsheet. Um, okay. So, yeah, my number 10. I'd say it's arguably the book that is most responsible for hooking me onto reading. Like, when I was a kid... Uh, if for no other reason than the amount of times that I reread it <laughs> as a kid. Um, so, uh, and that book is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban uh, by J.K. Rowling. Uh, it's, yeah, so that, uh, that's, I, I think it's, it's when you start to get inklings of more complexity in the plot uh, or character, or more so character motivations. Uh, like with, uh, without going into the actual plot, um, and I, there are certain sections that I just I would just read over and over again, <laughs> uh, and so I think yeah, that's why it's number on the list. Yeah, that would have been kind of right at at the right time. Um, I know that the Prisoner of Azkaban was the first book the the first of the series that um we went out and it wasn't the first one that went to midnight release for but it is the Mm -hmm. first one that we went out and got to be like oh we need need to get the the newest one um because it was the the first two got read to us in school uh oh you oh you you had it read to you at school yeah um one oh that's cool yeah okay that's cool (laughs) yeah it's fun so number nine is the Wendy Project, and the author's name is uh, Melissa Osborne. It's a graphic novel, and hmm. the um, the artist's name is escaping me. I think uh, I want to say Fish is somewhere in the name. Oh, I haven't heard of it, but yeah, that's it. Is a um. It's a Peter Pan analog about hmm. a brother that goes, uh, or, or or two brothers that go missing, and it's it's the it's the sister's perspective and how she deals with it in a, you know just going going to school and being the person whose whose brothers are missing. And she's hmm. um, definitely infatuated with with Peter Pan, and the uh, the story, not the character, not the character right. much. <laughs> um, and the both the way that the the artistry is so dreamlike, and it really plays into this push and pull between um, between reality and fantasy, which is um, hmm. pro- which is something that you'll see a lot of from me in this list is that is that push and pull because i i, I absolutely love that the, um, the, that blending that blending yeah yeah okay. and cool. i i all, all i can say is that i that that's one of those books that like i just i just think about it for just a little bit and i just want to hold it to my chest and just mm. and just, and just <laughs> sigh <and> just <laughs> <Yeah. hug it. laughs> that's that is powerful yeah it is, yeah. It is I, I would call it that yeah I, I, I will probably be using that word a lot <laughs> this episode <laughs> this, uh, these are this is our 10 top 10 favorite yes. books there are no slouches <laughs> right so my number nine uh is hyperion by dan simmons uh the first book i it's funny so different books in the series have been on my top 10 list for years uh and it, uh, the and like different parts are my favorites at different points in my life since reading them since high, in high school. I put this one on it because I think it's just a masterclass of blending different genres into a, an at least somewhat cohesive narrative uh, uh, and kind of mirroring that narrative structure of the can well, 
yeah, very narrative structure of a classic work. <laughs> um, and I'm sure there were a lot of literary references that went over my head while reading it, but I just think it's super well done. The sci-fi is super cool, and you get a lot of really, you, you get almost, you get like a lot of different sci-fi subgenres. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, this this book was much higher until like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, so I, I was, yeah, I, I bumped it down very, yeah, like, like, yeah, <laughs> 10 minutes ago, whatever, so, yeah. I'd be curious to see what's, what's coming up then, like, even yeah. more curious than I already was. Yeah. My number eight is The Giver by Lois Lowry. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the, that's probably the one that um, is going to be the most recognized of mine so far. Um, that's yeah, a young sense. adult uh, dystopian novel about a, a, a society where um, everything is... Um, you know, pleasant and, and, and painless. And it's just, it's, it's this perfect society, um, where everybody has a, uh, a purpose, a job, um, and they get assigned to it when they're young. Um, and it follows a character named Jonas who gets assigned, uh, basically as the, uh, society's keeper of memories. And he, he's, he's apprenticed to the current keeper of memories, um, and it's him relearning everything that this society, all, all of these memories and experiences that the society does not keep and experience for themselves, but they store it in, in, in this one person. Um, and everything that comes in his uh, sort of existential crises from crisis from having from learning that and having to adjust to that hmm. yeah and that's the one of the books that everyone read in middle school <laughs> yes well, i might be wasting okay, is that... there, but it did it, it is number eight so that that's a, this is a dumb question because i've been probably since middle school since i read it is that the one with like where or i don't want to ask uh there's a certain aspect uh, is that the one where color is a thing? That... It is. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Just to make his. I remember re- I actually, and I, I actually, I remember having to read that in middle school. But I initially read the Messenger instead. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Uh, which I actually forget everything about that book. <laughs> the Messenger. I forget most of but... it about that book, but I remember um, the ending being quite good. I like. I I, I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, I, I did remember liking it, but I remember like reading it, being like, "Oh wait, this is not the book I was supposed to read." And <laughs> I think, I, well, I did end up. I was able to read it, like the giver in time, but like, but I think like, "Oh, this is the wrong book." <laughs> that, that, that's a wrinkle in time, Johnny. <laughs> <sighs> Boo. Um, uh, but yeah, right. there you have it. Um, and I have seen the movie. Um, it's not it's it's fine it's it's not as horrible as it looked so for any of those who are uncertain that's my yeah, that's my <laughs> that's my takeaway still haven't seen it all at some point maybe watch it but. um so uh my number eight uh is uh storm of swords by george R. R. martin mm-hmm. i think that it's it is, I think, the peak of A Song of Ice and Fire. It's 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 Martin's best use of skill of, like, the third... George Martin's skill at using the third-person limited and kind of the unreliable, like, sort of unreliable narrator stuff that comes with that. Um, and yeah, so I think it, both kind of his writing-wise, it's his best. Plot-wise, I think it is also his best. The most stuff probably also happens in that book. <laughs> There's a reason that's uh, the one they chose to break into two seasons of the show. Right. Not just right. because it was the longest. Yeah. Um, and it is probably... Uh, it, it is the most brutal, I think, just in terms of also things happening to 
different characters, and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in a series that's known for that exact thing. That's right. Yeah, it, uh, it dials it up to 11 or, or 21, as it were. Yeah, I was going to say, because it starts at 10. And then... It starts at 10, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So yeah, that's... agreed. My number seven is A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks. Hmm. I know, I know. But to this day, um, I think I first read it um, when I was a freshman in high school. To this day, um, it's 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 still touching and heartbreaking to me. Um, it's I, I don't even how much know how much I can can say about it. It's um, the it's a small town man who's remembering when he was a boy and uh, he befriends and gets into a relationship with um the 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 minister's daughter mm-hmm. and 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 everything that comes of that um i think that the reason that it's it's 7 it would be lower except um i don't remember how long ago this was but i at some point realized i think i read this online somewhere that the ending, the I, that was I first realized that it could be interpreted in a different way. So it ends a particular way, but that's just the most obvious reading of it. It could be something else, and that revelation keeps it afloat in the top ten for me. Interesting, like adding an extra layer of like complexity almost. I've never read it, so I don't know. Um, I don't know how much it, I don't know how much it like reaches back and like informs other stuff that happened before, um, but it it just it makes the whole um, mo of the book completely different, depending on what whether it's one end or the other. Okay, okay, no, that's worth that's worth it. I, I I haven't read any Nicholas Sparks, but that's that's but that, the only yeah, one I've read. Yeah, it sounds. It sounds. I feel like it would be uh, diminishing returns. That's why I haven't picked up any others. Fair, yeah, fair. Also, re- random question: Are you doing series or individual books? Because you've listed individual. I am. Do- I am doing both. I just haven't gotten to one yet. Got okay, one okay, yet. okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I was like, it wait, is. are we? Okay. That that is an understandable question, but yeah, okay. that's that's just how it shakes out. Okay. All right, cool. I have a series at number eleven, so you just missed it. Oh, ah, okay, fair. Uh, so my number seven, uh, staying on the touching but more so heartbreaking uh, side, uh, is the fifth season by N.K. Jemison. Uh, I think obviously we just recently covered this on the podcast, uh, but I think it's. It's a, it's it's just a masterfully crafted book that made me feel a lot of things. <laughs> uh, I think structurally it's great. Her use of language is very intentional, and it really works for what she's trying to do. Uh, I think the world building is super. The world building is super cohesive uh, in a way that like every every little decision about how characters react to things makes sense with the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a really just great example of all those things. Uh, it is definitely a very dark. It's a it's a bleak book. I I would probably it's probably the word I would probably use. Yeah. Um, and, and does not present a yeah. That's all. I'll I'll I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but it is masterfully crafted. Yeah. It, it it's it's not rosy. I would say it's not rosy by any stretch of the imagination. But it does have moments of of light not yes. not levity but light yes yes i yeah i would i'd like that assessment so my number 6 is something that i equate is sort of semi equate to your number 7 in a okay. way because it's um it's either the most recent or second most recent addition to my top 10. Um, the Wendy Project is relatively recent. I'm not sure if this is before or after that. But number six is a book called Bellman and Black by Diane Setterfield. 
I would okay. say that Diane Setterfield, not in terms of like who she is, because I don't really know much of anything about her, but as far as prose, I think she's my favorite author. Wow, um, I have not heard of her. I feel like I should have. <laughs> funnily enough, there there was a another book by her that was on my list and not in the top 10 ever i think but in the top 15 it's it's it's, right now it's not on the list at all um but i read that when i was really young and i don't remember a thing about it but somehow it made it in my top 15 and that's really that has a lot to do with her language which 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 hit me even at that young age there's something to be said for that (laughs) i i think so now, this particular book is about a... It starts off with a boy who kills a kills a rook. Um, not captures it in chess, mind you. Um, he he uh, throws a stone at a crow and kills it. Um, crow, raven, rook. Um, very specifically calls it a rook. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just this sort of... It, it's not so much that he think thinks about it and not explicitly but it's there it, it creates this sort of cloud um over his life um which is generally a fortunate life um but then mm-hmm. I'll, and i'll be vague things start to not go his way um and the way that he um processes that turn and it's it's it again it plays with reality and fantasy it's a it's a, it's, it's it's that push and pull coming back uh, and he and and his personality plays so perfectly into that um internal conflict where he is perpetuating um what ends what ends up happening to him hmm you have told I, I feel like you have told me about this book now that you're like describing it. It is probably my oh my gosh. It's I it could be my favorite character study um uh, on uh, ever and and certainly on this list there is one contender possible contender and I feel like you could guess what it is um hmm, and okay. um I will be uh talking about it later. Um, okay, <laughs> but uh, this this could easily even beat that. Okay, I have an idea, but I don't think that's it. Okay, we'll see when I when you get to it. <laughs> okay, that's good to note. Okay, so uh, my number six uh, is the Gathering Storm uh, by Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson, uh, book twelve of the Wheel of Time. Uh, I, it is my favorite Wheel of Time book. I was all in on everything the book was doing. We were getting, I'll just say, payoffs for things. And I, while I recognize that, yes, like the language isn't, it's the transition between Jordan and Sanderson issues. There are issues like the language is different and Sanderson hadn't quite stylistically uh, kind of mastered what he would do with, Towards of Midnight and Memory of Light, but what happens in the book was so gripping to me, and like it hooked it hooked me more than any other Wheel of Time book. Of like, oh my god, I have to keep reading, <laughs> uh, and kind of just yeah, inspired that like like oh like what's gonna happen next feeling. I I have to admit that the book that book really did. Um go up in my like in like an overall wheel of time ranking that definitely mm-hmm. did go up just because i after once i was not reading it and could like distance myself from the language um and my own expectations which were ill-formed anyway but like my own expectations for the sure. books conc- the, the series's conclusion um i realized just how momentous everything that i was reading was and i started to like the book more in retrospect so I, I can I can definitely yeah. see what the the how much the uh, uh, events had an impact. Yes, yeah, because uh, again I get why I get issues that people have with it, but I didn't mind those. I also like, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I can't even say 
characters that people had issues with because I don't want to spoil who's like in the book <laughs> at that point in the series. But you were was, already a Sanderson yeah. fan, and that, that well, doesn't hurt. Yes, he was. He was probably my favorite author even prior to me reading The Wheel of Time. So yes, <laughs> that hasn't that would have an impact. Yes. Dun 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 dun. Top five. So. My number five is the Pendragon series mm, by DJ here McHale. Here we go. <laughs> here it's, we a, go. it's a series. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I, I probably could have um, elaborated on this earlier, but I, I do have a, um, I, I don't know. Even if I did a strictly books list, I don't know if specific books from series, like like specific books from, even though I do have obviously i have like rankings not Mm -hmm. not really delineated rankings but definitely like a top one and two for pendragon Mm -hmm. um and other series i don't know if they would make it up there i don't know if i could put them on a single books list just because it's they're just like i i just think about a single book and i'm like uh, other than maybe the first book i'm like this is this is really bad because it doesn't make any sense because it's not. <laughs> I need I need some stuff from the other books for it to make sense. That's just that's just how I think of it. No, that that that's that makes sense. Uh, I still, I definitely have Pendragon books that I would rank high, and others that would be lower. But I I get what you're saying. If you're trying to look at the story as more of a whole, right? Um, and as a whole, um, it's, I mean. I mean, I, I, I think it's the, if, if you were to take like the young adult designation, um, it is the most creative, um, unargumentatively young adult series that I have read. Like, like that, that could, is firmly in the young adult column. I could see that. Um, the, the worlds, because there, because there are, are several worlds. Yes. <laughs> um, they are, they, they, they have like. I don't want to say cliches, but they they definitely have specific characters to them. I I I I think of um, particular like worlds in in video games in a sense, mm-hmm. where like um, one is a different scapes make up the world. Um, uh, the worlds like there's a yeah, it's fine. There's there's a desert world. There's a there's a there's a water world. Well, there's I, I won't say what order they come in and what happens on them, but that's that's, right. that's what we're looking at. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the video game analogy is kind of funny. It's the the first thing I think of that is Kingdom Hearts, where like you're you've kind of got this these connected worlds that are now that's different, but like these connected worlds that are have themes that uh, the characters go. T- travel to through different various means yeah well, i mean pendragon has a it's generally one mean but there are others if i remember correctly uh it's or, it's, it's, it's yeah it's 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 really just one or yeah it's or, one yeah what yeah um, they manipulate and it's and the the mystery is fantastic it's there's really um he really manages to hold off on there's like a a big payoff at the end where um learn like everything that's going on he holds a lot back from you for most of the series and there's so much action and creativity and um distinct characters um and uh individual book conflicts that have to get resolved that it works like you're you're not finding yours it's it's it I, I know that for me it it ended up being like a status quo where I was just like, yeah, this is just how things like there, there are things that I don't get. And that, and I was able to stay in that place because of everything else that was going on. Yeah. I, I think that it does work. Ultimately. I do think that there's a little bit of a JJ Abrams box thing going on that some of the answers, the, the, the answers are End up for, ended up for me at least not being quite as satisfying for how long we waited for some of them but that didn't but the stories were still strong enough that that didn't uh, lessen my enjoyment of earlier books or even later books 
Yeah, and maybe I, a little, a little bit later books, but. <laughs> and I and I and I largely agree with there being some measure of disappointment uh, towards the end um, that has somewhat to do with the with the mis- mysteries being revealed, um, and also to do with I I think that the end is a little rushed. Um, I can see that. And I found myself just not with that same kind of like immense satisfaction that I've had with other series, um, which is probably what one of, of a few things that keeps it under some of the other stuff that I have above it. Um, but it is, I just, I there's some things that I just absolutely adore about it. Um, and it's it, a really fun series. It, 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 yeah, it's so much fun. Um, and 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 there are um, the, the B plots are really um, not they're not engaging in every book, but the books where they are, they're like they they outshine the A plot sometimes, um, and it it's just it's so good, it's so good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's very it, it's very book to book for me with the B plots. I think I know what in particular what the B plots you're talking about. For me, it depends on book to book, but sometimes they are excellent. Right. Uh, is that it for Pendragon? That is it. All right. Uh, so my number five is... So it's probably the book that's most... Again, similar to number 10, The Prisoner of Azkaban. It's probably... It's one of those... I'll call it benchmark books of sorts, where it was probably the most responsible for bridging my love of reading from grade school into high school... Because uh, I read it, like, in, I think it was in 8th grade, like, towards the end of grade school. Um, uh, and that is Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. Ah, okay. Uh, um, we're not, uh, we're not going to have a death of the author conversation here. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, for now, we're not, that can be its own separate thing. Uh, like just discussing Orson Scott Card as a person, but uh, Ender's Game was a foundational book for me in terms of my imagination and uh, inspiring me to keep reading past Harry Potter and Pendragon and series of unfortunate events. <laughs> uh, and yeah, to keep and to yeah be to continue to want to have a passion for that and to high school and beyond. Yeah, it makes sense because that's that that is more of an adult. It's 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 aimed for adults, more yeah. so. Yeah. All right. Um, before I I go to my number four, <laughs> okay. I feel I, I feel like I I should have said that like what my top five are are recently in the order that they are for. Um, I mean, obviously they're for reasons, but like it, there's a there's kind of a, a meta reason that they are in the order that they are. Okay. Um, and that is like what the particular impact was on me, and the, okay. which have not like it hasn't been featured so far for my list. Um, but uh, Pendragon and this next series were both really important like they impacted my so pendragon actually impacted my writing in hmm. a way that like i didn't recognize as i was as i was writing during that period um but then i i read uh reread the series and then i saw some of the like rhetorical devices and, and plot points that were being used in like the book nine, I remember. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> that, that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that's lifted. That, that, it, was, that's it, it was almost lifted straight out in, but I, I had just had no idea. I was not doing it on <laughs> well, purpose. A little bit. Yeah. That's, that's come up probably inevitable to some degree. Your some things in your influences are going to sneak into your writing right regardless of how much you might try to not directly do that um so and number four is similar in that and uh that's wheel of time hmm okay um i it's not so much about the it it 
in some of the themes, it had an effect on my, maybe it had an effect on my writing, but not so much like anything else. But it definitely expanded my imagination to like be able to think what was possible. It came at the right time for me where hmm. I was um, tr- trying to, well, to expand into into different uh, creative possibilities. Um, and I was just, I, I was at my most voracious as a reader at the time, and I and I gobbled up the eleven books that were out in uh, eight eight months. I want to say because I just was just insatiable. Um, and was there a, a, a slowing down? Um of uh, the pace of reading for certain uh, books, <laughs> especially given where where you'd stop, had to stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, honestly, because that... um, I'm trying to think, because like if I read, then that would mean that like I read like five and six significantly before the halfway point. Um, and that is a little bit the case but not as much as you'd think uh, yeah i say that mostly cheekily but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no it's a good question it's, it's totally a good question um i don't i don't even know what i because we've we've we have a whole series on wheel of time <laughs> yes <laughs> um i don't know how much i could it's just that it is it's it's huge in scope um great moments um 14 books um 15 if you count the prequel arguably the most like revolutionaries or arguably the most important like singular fantasy series since lord of the rings like you could you could you could make that claim i think i mean it's arguable but yeah it's it's, uh, yeah it's probably arguable Um, it's definitely arguable but i yeah as far as fantasy um i'm trying to think of like anything like that because you know there's, yeah. there's there's once in future king which is which is influential in a different way right other than that i can only think of maybe one other um it's yeah. certainly it's certainly in the in the running well the, yeah the other which i like you've got i mean harry potter but that's a different that's like a different genre almost like and aimed at a very different audience but exactly and and Ironically, that's actually all I have to say about the Wheel of Time. <laughs> so I'm okay. done. No, well, yeah, like I said, we did a whole series on it. I mean, yeah. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. You said that was it. <laughs> uh, so my number four um, is The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the most beautifully written books I've ever read. Uh, he's a master at kind of using beautiful, but like still really specific and at times cutting language. Uh, and it's just again going back to our heartfelt and but like but heartbreaking theme. Uh, all of his books are actually like that, <laughs> uh, but I think this is the best one of the three he's written. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's all I. Yeah, that's all I really have to say. But it's yeah, it just a, there isn't really much else that I'd say, and there's not really anything. There aren't many critiques I have about the book as far as what he was trying to do, and like he certainly had the impact that he was trying to, to have. <laughs> I think that, um, and, and in in some way, I feel like uh, a thousand splendid sons, which is in his second book, is pretty close. But then, in yes. in in the same breath, I'll also say that it's like Kite Runner is somewhere on my list, and a thousand splendid sons is not. I don't know if that's because like. I feel like it would be cheating to have both of them. <laughs> that doesn't really make hmm. much sense. Um, but uh, or maybe that also means that I they're not really as close as I'd like to think. For me. Yeah, that's that makes sense. It, both of his other books are very good. I think and then the Mountains Echo is a noticeable drop. It, yep. it does have now. So, so there's a couple payoff. There's like one payoff moment in the Thousand Sons that like 
like just sticks out in my mind. Like I can remember where I I was in. I was in the Denison Library. Like I can remember exactly where I was when I read the end of that book because it was that was at least that yeah, like at least that scene. This scene at the end of that book was that impactful. But, that was um, Thousand, Thousand Splendid Sons or and the oh sorry and the, and, and then the Mountains Echo. Oh. That's what I because I because I vaguely might know what you're talking about. Um, um, but because the, the main difference with and the Mountains Echoed is that it's an anthology. Yes, yes, and it is. I think his weakest, but like still, it's he's he still is a masterful writer, so it's still a good book. It just the other two are better. I don't think he's written a fourth book. Uh, not that I know of. Uh, if he has, that I need to like order it right now. <laughs> right, but <laughs> yeah, that's my good choice. Point. Good choice. Um, my number three is. The good old Perry Hotter. That's weird. That's is that like a parody of Harry Potter or? Uh, uh yeah, yeah, it it is it is my parody of, of Harry <laughs> Potter, and it is very bad. Um, so I guess Harry Potter's place on this list is is general um uh companionship to my childhood um and importance in that regard and it was i guess it was sort of an awakening for me as it was for so many other people yes um (laughs) i i think that the um setup payoff foreshadowing um and world building are all some still some of the best i have ever read Mm -hmm. um (laughs) And it's just, it's, I don't, I don't know. It's in, in a sense, it's, it's like, it's Harry Potter is, is what is, <laughs> yes. is, is, is what I want to say. Um, it's, it's, it's so much more than a series. Um, though I, I still temper that a little bit to recognize, um, that there are still two others above it, um, for reasons that I'll go into. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I would agree with that, what you said about Harry Potter. It was the reason I got into reading and, like you said, general feelings of nostalgia and importance in childhood and, yeah, the world building. Everything is great. And, uh, is that it mm-hmm. you have for that? Um, yep. So my two and my number is two and three. This was the, this was the toughest to, like, figure out what to kind of decide between for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll explain like when I if we get to them, but um, but my number three and uh, we we this is probably the only time we'll be lining up in these series or in on these lists in some way. Uh, it's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Ah, uh, by J.K. Rowling. Uh, I think it, it's my favorite. It's my favorite book in the series. Uh. I think it best encapsulates all of the things that the series does well. Uh, I'll just say in terms of world building, uh, character moments, character realizations, um, and conflicts, uh, and and with also a really good, a really strong mystery element. Uh, and it's it is tonally and plot wise the turning point of the series, and I think that that certain scenes really hit home in that regard and i think that's uh very powerful yeah i know i know that you often talk about the climax of the book as maybe your maybe your favorite scene in the series probably the the only other one that would come close would be uh always right um would be the only yeah that would be the only other one that would come close um but yeah, but even the other like I would just read ran- not random, but like I would just, yeah kind of random chapters like like but like I could just pick up a chapter like it, it wasn't all about the big sequences in the book like I I was just as as interested in characters like 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 Ludo Bagman for like we're not okay. interested in him but like just those he was interesting yes he was interesting and just that's one example but 
just the, those types of little small character scenes were just as interesting to me. But oh, what are they doing on Christmas? As a like, were just as interesting to me. Like when I was a kid, as like the big uh, set piece type moments without saying anything else. <laughs> for for anyone listening to this that hasn't read Harry Potter, <laughs> uh, that's probably the only series here that I would say that for. But what <laughs> kills? <laughs> yeah. I, I spoilered that out. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Alright, so my number two is The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Boo! Uh, just that it's over Potter, but continue. <laughs> so, in, in that vein, um, the placement of The Dark Tower is tenuous and okay. may not always be there. But for the time being, it's really hard to ignore the impact that it had not on my writing style or habits in particular, but on my inspiration to write. Hmm. Um, that is most because it came at the right time as a really a, a seri- uh, an ending that really personally impacted me and made me feel uh, just blown away in ways that I wanted to decided that I wanted to elicit in other people. Hmm. I wanted uh, other people to get that as well. Um, this is the and and that's but but it's also because um writing is um more of an explicit component of the dark tower for reasons that I won't elaborate on um mm-hmm. but that really that gives me personally a kinship with king as I'm reading the book um and I get to see how he deals with um, writing and uh, uh, in- inspiration and getting caught up in a story. I'm really trying to talk around it. Um, yes, I, I I know generally what you're talking about with this. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying with that. <laughs> um, directly than than I than I normally would. Yeah. Um it is I I like how much of a genre-wise and um story-wise it's it's kind of patchwork and largely I like that. Um I don't love um some of the in all of the inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Sorry, um, I was it, I was waiting to say it, but go ahead. Um, and they're not necessarily. I, I, I by inconsistencies, I don't, I don't mean plot holes, but in terms of like uh, the, focus. Yeah. Um, but uh, a, a lot, just as often, it works. Um, so yeah, I really like it for that reason. This is the series I was talking about before, as the, the main character is the one that could uh that that could um match with um bellman and black as far as a character story oh okay that was not the one i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be what i'm guessing is your next one but okay um, um th- that's yeah, that's can... that's, uh, that's uh almost like splitting hairs but yeah we'll get we'll get to that okay yeah we'll get we'll get to that um but yeah that's uh that's okay. number two yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, the character stuff. Uh, so my number two uh, is Dune by Frank Herbert. Uh, yeah, and that's why I was the reason I was split. I was torn between that and Goblet of Fire was I Dune is it, it is one of the most influential books ever written, and I think it was a ton of fun to read. Um, it is not a starter science fiction novel. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it the um, like Herbert Herbert really trusts the reader. I like that a lot, but it is not like if you are the reader is kind of thrown into the middle of the action and expected to pick up on certain things through context clues. 
Um, and some of it's explained, some of it, like, in more ex- exposition-y ways, some of it's not. Um, I'd be willing to debate when it does and doesn't work, and whether, like, the third-person omniscient does or doesn't work. I, I personally think it works, but, like, I like there are things stylistically that I could see people having issues with, but I just think it's a really awesome book. I think... It's a great blending of different influences and just kind of a very original creation, uh, mm-hmm. or kind of yeah, like almost like almost despite it being a synthesization or whatever that noun form would be. Synthesis. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> synthesis. Synthesis. Um, <laughs> synthesis of different influences. Uh, I think it does that really well, and. Yeah, and there's some awesome parts of the book too, and I just think a lot of the political stuff is really interesting, as well. It's solid choice, um, and now I know what your number one is. Uh, yeah, you 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 probably do. Uh, yeah, you you do. Okay, probably. Yeah. All right. So number one. My number one <laughs> um, might have let it slip at some other point. Um, I hope you did, in the but, show, um, but that would did. be uh, The Magicians by yep. Lev <laughs> Um This thematically, um, this is the most meaningful to me. It, it doesn't have to do with like uh, associations with a. It's it's partially a time in my life. It's not that it didn't matter when it came, um, but it it would have worked regardless. It is such a powerful (laughs) uh, (laughs) meditation on, um, again, uh, fantasy and reality synthesis, um, growing up, learning um, who you are. And those are... On their own, they feel feel like such uh, cliched things to, um, to to deal with, um, but the truth is they're always relevant, and it's just a question mm-hmm. of, of of how you do it. And he somehow manages to uh, basically you have a, a a similar situation in Harry Potter, but older, where you have um, kind of a, a normal kid getting accepted into a magic school. Um, but it is definitely more adult-oriented. Um, yes. But the the way that he is able to uh, still make that um, so so deeply uh, personal and um, ultimately a, a really by the end a, a obscenely positive message that is 100% earned. Um, If I had to identify a weakness, it would be that, like, the the plot is not tight. But I even hesitate to say that because in a a book about going through, like, young, uh, young into middle adulthood... I really like that it's not tight. It's that yeah, that's such a perfect it, representation of how it be. Yeah, so well, I can't even fault it for that. No, I, I get that. While it does, like that, does not get down for me personally. The the series is not like the plot is not the main point of the series. Right. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like. The, the the message is you can really apply it to a lot of different things i kind of there are certain ways in which i the, the magic in the in the series i associate it with with writing and creativity and that enhances it for me it could they i could see somebody else uh doing the same thing with something else what was something that really means something to them um it just really works in that way yeah yeah and there's certainly like in that way some a little meta commentary on that like certainly it's like waiting creativity and like some ways like dark tower but like more i want to say more intentional at least from the beginning (laughs) uh yeah Yeah, Uh, i mean that yeah i won't yeah uh, Yeah. i won't argue that point yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's a great 
series. Uh, that it for magicians? Yep. Alright, so there's one series that I have not talked about yet. <laughs> mm-hmm, and there's only uh, one book out of that series that could be that you would put here. Yes, um, so the, my personal favorite book I have ever read is Words of Radiance by Brandon Sanderson. Yep. Uh, book two in the Stormlight Archive. Um, which is funny because the uh, the I'll call it the main character of the book is not my favorite character, is far from my favorite character in the series, but, you know, it's such a big book that (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that happens that is not about the main character of the book. (laughs) And that character is at their best in that book in Uh, any case. uh, Yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Um, Yeah, so there are, like, a lot of books on this list that are, quote-unquote, better written than Words of Radiance. Uh, and I would, like, I get people's stylistic issues with Sanderson's language or the series being, or the book or series being bloated, as, like, epic fantasy often is. Uh, but the reason it's my favorite book is because it's, no other book that I've ever read has done a better job of both keeping me engaged in the story while I'm reading it inspiring me to kind of like be a better person and do and uh, yeah be a better person (laughs) and to also just think of all the cool things that happen in the book and how some of those cool things could just be applied in the real world (laughs) all at the same time yeah yeah i i i would venture to say that we have um similar reasons for putting our number one where they are for for having such such profound things to say to us about how to live our lives. Yes, yes. Now, funnily enough, I there are, in terms of the fundamental things about how to live your life, there are things from other Stormlight books that I would put above things in Words of Radiance, but but the I don't think those books those some of those books as a whole aren't as engaging to me while I was reading it as Words of Radiance was. Right. There are there are there are um there are dips. Yeah. Um and in, in one in particular where I think that like one particular thing in 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 a in a different in a different Stormlight book um would be your take this and apply it to life. Yes. Your, your, your ultimate of that, but it's if just you. For, for pe- yeah, for people that like know me, like in real, li- like not in real life, like for people that know me, they've probably heard me say that thing before. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I, like, because I, I used to not try to say it a lot, just in case people end up reading the series. But now I'm like, no, it's also just like a like it's not unique to Stormlight, and it is just like a life lesson thing. But yeah. Anyways, that's not this book, but. <laughs> Um, yeah. And there you have it. And would you look at that? We're almost at an hour. Wow, that was almost almost done on. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, if you, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know how these guys reach out to us, but if they, if 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 they if they do, um, yeah, there, we let do. Us we know have your favorite books. Yes. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we don't have a. There's no Discord, but uh, yeah, we have a Facebook page, but there is a Reddit page if you want to reach out. Uh, so we have an email at glitchofmerlin at gmail.com if you want, if people still use email to reach out to people mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in this type of context. But, anyways, cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know quite. We have a couple options for what we might do next. Um, I mean, at some point, we'll probably flip this, and like, guess at some point, I. And I'll do my favorite. Well, my list would be just series, and then yours would just be just individual books. Yeah, it would. I mean, or, it would just. And and because I can't put like books from series, I can't get myself to do that. Then it would just bump up, and you and you'd see um, some singular books that are like um, eleven through fifteen. Um, there, I will say that there's even more. Uh, th- there was already some like uh, overlap with with our lists um but there's even more if you go down to the my, my top 15 uh yes there, there are three can... down there that that you that you mentioned okay i yeah i can kind of guess 
There's one. I have one. I have one guess for sure. I have, I have two guesses that I'm pretty sure about. But, anyways, uh, all right. Uh, so this has been our kind of top ten uh, best favorite stories books list. Um, uh, we against the been the accolades of Merlin, and we are your hosts, Johnny and John. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.